if you're truly determined to level up, that's what you'll do. Yeah. You'll 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 dig deep, you'll ask yourself questions, you'll become introspective in certain areas of life and then you'll start to realize stuff, you'll start to um, see you'll start to connect the dots from where you are now and where you were in the past and those connections will give you a certain sense of feeling that that say, you know what? Yeah, that resonates with me. Yeah. Right? I feel like I should explore this a little bit more. I was born with several palsy. I have always felt small. I was told not to take risks. I may be blind, but I teach people how to see. And I'm proud to be an individual. This podcast is for you, the unconventional leader. Maybe you are the one that everyone discounted. Maybe you struggle with fear and self-doubt. We are here to empower the next generation of self-starters to step up, use their voice, and make an impact in this world. Hey, y'all. Welcome to today's episode. If this is your first time listening, my name is Heather Parody. I am your host. Hope you're having an awesome day today. I thought it'd be a fun day to talk about leveling up. Level up level up. You know, that makes a fun t-shirt, but in the midst of it, it sucks. We talk about leveling up all the time. You need to level up. I need to level up. Everybody needs to level up. How do we do that? How do we level up without being hard on ourselves? How do we know when it's time to be patient and grind it out or it's time to change and quote, level up? Well, today we're talking all things leveling up and we have a special, a couple of special guests First of all, the initial interview is with Lane Ballone, which you may remember him from a previous episode. And I wanted to reshare a Facebook Live that we did together on this topic. We, we did a uh, challenge in our Facebook group. Side note, are you in our Facebook group? Unconventional Leaders. And it was a five-day level up challenge. And Lane said, Heather, I, I'm so passionate about this topic. And I said, well, I want to hear everything. Can we record it on Facebook Live and have that conversation with everyone? <laughs> and he's a sport and he's like, absolutely. So that's what you're going to hear today from that conversation. And then a bonus, I have a special co-host with us, Robin Strathy, who joined us from Springfield, Missouri to discuss what Lane and I talked about. I sent her the Facebook Live and she has some thoughts as a business owner an unconventional leader, how she can apply what Lane shared in her own life. And her and I go back and forth and talk a little bit about it. It's a fun episode and I want to hear from you. Tell me what you think. Find me on social media at Heather Parody. What does level up mean to you? What is something that resonated with you? All right, y'all, let's get into this leveling up. First, we're going to hear from Robin. I have about 10 years of professional communications experience. I spent most of my career in marketing and PR um, I worked with a company called Whole30 for a really long time uh, when they were just starting out building their social media presence. And so from there, I just kind of stuck with that. But just in the last six months, I've started working for myself, doing some consulting um, and baking a whole lot of cookies. That's awesome. Is it a cookie business? It is a little bit. It's a little bit of a side hustle. Awesome. It pays for things like birthday parties and Christmas presents, that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So today, we uh, I sent you a little clip from uh, Lane Ballone, who's a special forces dude, now like personal coach, spiritual guru, just a total badass. I love him. And just kind of start this conversation about leveling up. And so when I sent that to you, when you think of like a term like level up with within your own industry and the work that you're doing and stuff, what kind of immediately comes to mind? What comes to mind for me is just basically do what you're doing, but do it better. 
Mm-hmm. You know, if you're doing the thing that you love to do. What can you do next? How can you do more? Yeah. What can you learn to make you the best at the thing you love? What really interests me about what you just said is it's like doing something that you love. Yeah. Like level up and stuff you love to do and being really, really true to that. Um, and I think if there's resistance to leveling up, sometimes it's like you need to look at that and say like, is this something you really love doing? Is this something yeah. you want to do? Yeah. I tell my kids all the time. I'm like, look, I get that you don't love to do math. We need to do math. You have to do your homework. But then if you want to spend six hours learning how to make earrings out of hot glue and fake flowers, like do it. Devote yeah. time to that because that's what you love. Get amazing at that. Yeah. You have to do all the other stuff, but I never have to argue with my daughter to get her to work on her hot glue earrings. Like she's always willing to put time into that. She's always willing to get better at that. Obviously that's where her passion is and that's where she's going to have the best opportunity to level up. Absolutely. All right. Let's, let's listen in on this short little conversation. This was a Facebook live that Lane and I did a few weeks ago. Uh, so let's listen in on that. And then Robin, you and I are just going to talk about it. Sound good? Sounds great. Awesome. Yeah, so I was in the military for about 12 years, and uh, eight years of that was Special Forces Green Beret, high-level uh, unit, you know, did a lot of high-performance stuff, uh, Arctic, uh, desert, and then I uh, had a lot of help along every single step, and uh, then I started giving back and helping other people, and that's what fueled me to get out and uh, of the military and then just uh, take what I, I learned in the military, apply it to business, apply it to life. It's been a, a huge... Uh, you know, mix of journeys, mm-hmm. uh, travel, military, business, and all these, all these uh, kind of interesting things that that uh, that I'm passionate about. So you're just you're not talking out of your butt when you talk about leveling up because that was your life is this high performance, high achieving in the military, and then you transition over into kind of spirituality and teaching about um, just a deeper message. And so I think you kind of have a really cool balance of both worlds, physical leveling up and then also spiritual leveling up. And we didn't do like a pre-talk about this. So I'm literally going to be learning with (laughs) everyone else from you. But when I talked about leveling up in, in our group and stuff, and you made that comment, what was coming up for you? When you mentioned that that it's, it's always internal and it's expressed outwardly or towards the external, you know, that's, that's absolutely true. It's, you know, it resonated with me. And, uh, you know, it's, it's about a mentality of, you know, always remaining uh, or always having that beginner's mind to where someone's always better than you, faster than you, smarter than you, stronger than you or whatever it is. And so that mentality of, yeah, and, and it's not this uh, detrimental mentality that like, oh, I'm not worthy. I'm not good enough. No, it's, it's knowing who you are. And you're like, man, I am pretty badass at all the stuff that I'm doing. And but there's always somebody better. There's always. A, a level up that we can strive towards. Yeah. Yeah. So how do we level up internally? Because I think like I was saying on that video, I know my mind automatically. So he's like level up Heather. I'm like, okay, well I'm gonna do some more push-ups, and I'm going to be more successful in this business. And I always kind of go external first and leveling up. But you just said it is an internal game at the beginning. So yeah. how do we cultivate that? Well, there's a, there's a lot of different ways you can go about it. And uh, you can actually use the external as indicators to look internal. And so that's where inspiration or things that resonate with you externally, like somebody's achievements, somebody else's journey, somebody else's things, experiences, Mm -hmm. are all external elements of yourself that you can look at and you say, okay, does that resonate with me or does it not not resonate with me? And Mm -hmm. if it does, then it's it's a thread that you can look at internally and, and see what's behind 
that so-called external inspiration. Mm. And then you can start digging in. Okay, why is that important to me? Why, why, why do I feel called to travel? Why do I feel called to help? Or why do I feel called to do this or this? Art, music, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And whenever you start looking internally on what's behind it, then you'll start to realize some things about yourself that, that will help you take the next step. So we're getting those hints from the external. And so we're going to turn inward. When we turn inward, what are we paying attention to specifically? Yeah. So this is the, this is the whole experimentation process. Yeah. Uh, this is, this is where I can tell you where to look, but then you have to, you have to figure out on your own. Man, you have to that's feel not it. fair. There's no yeah, formula. I know. <laughs> There, there, there's uh, there's micro calibrations of guidance uh, for specific situations and scenarios, and that's that's often where one on one is great uh, to where you can really dissect and really give that pinpointed guidance advice. Because I'm not going to tell you anything. I'll tell you where to look, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to tell you what resonates with you, what aligns with you, because it's ultimately it's it's your ownership, it's your responsibility that that you know like you're taking it in yourself and like yeah. Yeah, that really resonates with me. Mm. And only you can tell yourself that. No one else can tell you. People can indicate, people can can guide, but only you decide on when something truly resonates. And and you'll know that feeling whenever you feel it. Yeah. And I know it's 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 vague advice, but uh if you're truly um determined to level up, then that's what you'll do. Yeah. You'll 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 dig deep, you'll ask yourself questions, you'll become introspective in certain areas of life. And then you'll start to realize stuff. You'll start to um, see, you'll start to connect the dots from where you are now and where you were in the past. And those connections will give you a certain sense of feeling that, that say, you know what, yeah, that resonates with me. Yeah. That, I feel like I should explore this a little bit more. And when you're in the military and you're doing all this endurance training, um, high performance stuff, did they walk through that, like the mindset piece and the internal piece of leveling up? Like, where did people draw their strength from with that? Because you did some crazy stuff in the military. <laughs> yeah, so it's, uh, I would say it's, um, it happens in phases. So before you can even join or try out for special forces, you, ha- you go through a bunch of tests, assessments, uh, physical, mental, emotional, all that kind of stuff. And so they kind of filter out through that process of selection and then a two-year course, the Special Forces Qualification course, wow. uh, with several different phases, several skills that you learn. And then at the end of it, you earn your Green Beret, and then you are just now starting. <laughs> and then wow. you go to your team, and then you're, you're basically like a brand new guy. And uh, you, it takes years in order for you to really know what you're doing uh, on, the, on, the, on the teams. It's a, it's a, it's, it's, it happens in phases to where it filters out those that, that have these specific attributes of high performance, of leveling up, of mindset. And in the beginning, they're looking for potential. Mm. You have to have a certain, you have to meet certain standards, both physically, mentally, emotionally, and you have to meet those. But they're also looking for potential because they know that it doesn't matter where you're at in the beginning of the of your journey of a Green Beret or earning it or seven years later after you earn it, you're continually learning, you're continuing to level up and they're looking for that potential in the beginning. And mm. that's the most important part. Can you see potential like that now in people? Like I'm not even talking about whether they can make a great bray or not, but just does that kind of train your mind just to see potential in other humans in general? That's all I see. Really? And, and everybody. That's so yeah. cool. So what yeah. are you looking for with potential? I know we're kind of getting off subject, but that just makes me curious. <laughs> like, uh, It's not really something that I'm looking for. It's just something I see. Because it's it's a uh, it's rooted in a mentality that that people have potential, and if you truly believe that and you truly know that, then preaching, 
That's good. Then you will see it. Yeah. It's not something that I look for. So it's, it's, uh, it's, it's just a matter of seeing people at their best or their potential best. Mm. And, and that's, that's all I see in everybody that I look at, everybody I encounter. And that's what something that, you know, Stephen, yeah. you know, my business partner, Stephen Kuhn and I, that we have this, this concept of creating space. And part of that creating space is to see the potential in others, to see their greatness. So that way, during this interaction, this conversation, that both of you can step into this created space and step into your greatness, moving forward, moving upward. And so that's all I see. I'm so glad I'm standing up because that just like makes me want to <laughs> jump through the air. I love that. I absolutely love it. Okay. So to kind of wrap up back to the leveling up. So what is your advice, thoughts, tips on if we're like, Oh, it's the end of 2019. I keep thinking it's the end of 2019. I know it's August, but that's what I'm saying. Like <laughs> we're, we're, you know, phasing into an end of another year. We really feel called drawn to something more. We know we want to step up our game and level up. Where do we start? Uh, so if you're, if you're beginning to start leveling up, pick one thing to level up with okay. one segment of your life, one skill set, one thing to master and just go hardcore on that until you reach a certain level of mastery, a certain level of leveling up. Because you did that with one thing, that will give you the confidence to be able to uh, level up in, uh, there'll be spillage of leveling up. Spillage. So I'm tweeting that. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so if you look at some successful people that, that everybody knows, right? So uh, Bill Gates, for example, his, his leveling up was like computer software stuff. And then they moved on to the next thing. And, and because they built that, that foundation of software, then they were able to create that spillage of confidence, that spillage of leveling up into other areas of life. And he did that with business so, uh, many times over. And then now he's doing, you know, more philanthropic stuff. Mm -hmm. And so you could take that same concept of taking something that you're passionate about, that you want to level up or want to explore, get to a certain level of proficiency. And with that confidence, you can grow that leveling up into many different areas of life. And then eventually, it's just leveling up. You'll see the opportunities of leveling up, whether it's, you know, family, relationships, business, uh, hobbies, travel, spirituality, you know, whatever it is that you will then just look at your life and you will notice these epiphanies and insights of how you can level up in a, in a very organic way. And it's, uh, it's a really cool feeling once you kind of break past that um, multiple leveling up it simultaneously. But Lane, I'm interested in so many things and have so many passions and I want to level up in all of them. So how in the world do I pick one? Oh, pick one. Oh, uh... <laughs> Does it matter? Well, Does it matter? The advice is go with the thing that you're most uh, or path of least resistance from my perspective. Mm -hmm. And that could mean that you have uh, just entirely more passion for this one thing. And because of that passion, you'll have intangible attributes, enthusiasm, resourcefulness, and then just this just vigor for not wanting to give up and continue this passion because it's a passion of yours. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, path of least resistance uh, is would be my advice. And uh, if passion is the path of least resistance, then that's the, the thing I would go for and master that one thing or get really good at it to a certain degree and then watch the spillage happen because that confidence factor is going to shoot you through the roof. You're going to be able to level up in so many different ways yep. and, and you're not going to be able to see how things connect. You won't see how certain skill sets from mastering art will spill over to business or mm. spill over to travel or spill over to this, 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 and this. And so you'll, the more cognizant you are of connecting the dots on similarity of, of, of skills, 
and and borrowing that confidence from that first thing, then then it'll just it'll be exponential leveling up in different areas of life. So listening to that, like what was the one thing that just stood out to you the most? I loved that he said that he sees potential in everybody. Girl, look for. I wrote that down. I love it right there. It's like, it, it, the way that I was watching it when he was talking about it, you had a blue shirt on. And it like just occurred to me, he doesn't have to look for what kind of a shirt you're wearing. He just sees that you're wearing a blue shirt. It's just a part of your presence at that time. And I just like, that really made an impact on me because I don't ever look at other people as seeing my potential. Mm-hmm. Like I look at my kids or the girls that I work with at church or the people that I meet in my job and I see the potential there, but I never think about other people seeing it in me. So that was really cool. Do you see it in yourself? I do. I do. I have a hard time sometimes um, believing that I can execute on that potential. That's my biggest struggle is I can plan all day long. I can lay out notebooks of organizational charts and and content maps and strategies and schedules. Um, but then I, I lose confidence in myself when it comes to actually executing on those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I, I loved with that. He said in regards to potential, when you believe it, that's when you see it. And so it's not like some people have it and some don't. It's that we all do. And we all carry that greatness within us. And I know some people just argue with me night and day about that. I believe that's true. It's just, again, that are, are we going to tap into that or are we not? You know? It's crazy that people would argue with you about that. Like, I don't uh, understand how, how you cannot believe that there's greatness in everybody. But that's just me. I used to be a therapist. And I met a lot of therapists who didn't believe in potential. shooting it in the foot like (laughs) make people better if you don't believe they can get better oh my goodness amen girl i mean um another thing that stood out to me was um and this goes this is kind of going to get a little spiritual here but like looking within and paying really close attention to like the answers coming from within as opposed to external about you know at one point I asked him I'm like well when we look in what are we looking for and he's like I can't tell you that and I'm like screw you late <laughs> I want to know the answer to it but I really appreciate that because I know as leaders as people who are wanting to go against the grain and do things outside of the box it's like this blessing curse thing with you know we know we have potential we can see it there um, and we're looking around us for other people to kind of show us the way of like how to execute on that as opposed to like turning within and saying like, God, universe, whatever, what is the next step for me? Yeah. I mean, I think like it, it's, it's like this weird dichotomy of wanting to hold on to too much control, but also not wanting the pressure of being responsible for it. Like if we can talk to somebody outside of us that says, oh, this is the thing you need to do. And this is how you'll know you're on the right path and all that stuff. Then we can just be like, cool, if I can check that box, I'm doing it right. Um, And we don't have to be responsible, but we still get to kind of control what's happening. But if we have to be introspective and really honest and, and trust the voice that we hear, wherever we attribute it to be from, um, it takes some of the control out of our hands because we're Mm -hmm. subjecting ourselves to whatever that says. And that might say, Hey, this is not the thing for you. Yeah, to go this way or that way. And if we really want to hold on to that, it can be kind of scary, but it can also be incredibly empowering because you get that 
really intimate confirmation of something that you probably were already thinking in the first place. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Now you have, you have uh, a family, you're, you're incredibly busy. You have a lot of stuff going on. Um, when things like when we were talking off, off uh, recording a little bit about just kind of some of your ideas and the things that you're wanting to pursue right now, you know, is, is there any kind of resistance right now where you're thinking, you know, um, this is at the right time because of my family or because I'm so busy or whatever, like what's your struggle there or do you have one? Um, well, so I really struggled it with it when I was working, um, in a, a corporate setting, um, mm. working all day and then wanting to come home and spend time with my family, um, and do the things, the other things that were really important to me. It was really hard for me to be willing to commit the time to that. Um, learning how to decorate cookies was like the one indulgence that I gave myself because you can do that nights and weekends and uh, when everybody else in the house is asleep. Um, but now that I'm working for myself and I have much more freedom, the only resistance that I have is, um, is I think just my growing confidence in myself. I won't say lack of confidence in myself because I don't want to speak that into, um, to who I am, but I, my confidence in myself is growing. And so any resistance is just from myself and being willing to put myself out there in ways that feel a little bit scary. I'm a really introverted person. Um, and so putting myself out there and attention seeking behavior are terrifying to me. Yeah. Yeah. No, I feel that. I feel that for sure. I mean, I'm an extroverted person and I still struggled with putting myself out there because of something you just said, attention seeking. I thought that like, oh, this is like, be trying to get attention when sometimes it's just you being seen. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, especially as women too, like we're like, Oh, well, you're being seen, you know, and there's so much resistance there. But maybe that, that's something I think you're called to because the, the, again, that desire is there because not everybody has that desire to, you know, start this business or put their voice out there or, you know, compete in the fitness thing, do all that stuff. Yeah. That's, you know, curious to you that you're curious about. I think it was put there by God. That doesn't mean. Yeah, no, and I'm totally there. And, yeah. and just the idea that like, it is okay to lean into those things and to be seen in those areas. That's my personal struggle. And yeah. just that line between like being seen and attention seeking behavior. Um, but that's, I mean, that's just my own. Well, dude, dude, it was, it was a solid year, a solid year of podcasting before I didn't feel incredible anxiety posting about my podcast. Wow. Because of that same reason. That's good to hear. That's really good to hear. Cause sometimes I feel like I'm the only person, I guess like living in a social media culture and having literally actually worked in social media for 10 years, um, and, and acquired attention for other people for so long. Like, I just kind of feel like everybody else must be comfortable with it. Everybody else must be comfortable <laughs> out there, you know? And so it's good to hear that I'm not the only one. No, no, I still, I oh gosh, I want to, my point is this ever going to get better, but like, I, I rarely listen back to anything that I do. I rarely rewatch anything that I do because I'll take myself apart and I'll just, and all yeah. that. And I'm just like, I have to just create and put it out and just get used to that because yeah, I, I struggle with that too, for sure. It's hard. It's, that's good to hear. But yeah. <laughs> doable. You've been doing it for a long time now. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully it'll get better. <laughs> Maybe when I'm 60, I'll be like, what up y'all? I don't care. Um, was there anything else about anything you said that stuck out to you or any, anything else you want to leave everyone with? You know, I just really, I felt like he just kind of kept driving home the point that leveling up is a really individual thing. 
Hmm. Nobody can tell you what your leveling up is and nobody can tell you what you're ready for at that point in time. Like for some people, it might be, I'm going straight from writing one blog post a week to a podcast every single day. Um, For some people, it might be, I'm going from one blog post a week to two blog posts a week. Like your level up has to be what feels like an accomplishment for you, what feels like a next step for you, not what other people tell you it needs to be. Like we were talking about before, communication is really my passion and I, I hate the word should. And I do my very best to avoid using it at all times because all it communicates is somebody else's expectation yeah. of the right thing for me to do. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm working with a lady right now um, in my consulting and she's having a really hard time with the same thing um, because she feels like she's struggling with her credibility as a leader because she's not seeing all of these results that everybody else has told her she should be seeing. If she follows this XYZ online entrepreneurship checklist and she's not seeing those things. And so she's not doubting the process. She's doubting herself. Mm. Um, And that's really hard to watch Yeah, because she is fantastic and she has all the credibility she needs as a leader and, and people really value what she has to say. Um, but the checklist isn't telling her what she thinks it should be. And so, um, yeah, just, just that everything is so individual. It's gotta be worth for you. It is. I was listening and we'll wrap up with this, but I was listening to two different podcasts last night. I was had like a three hour drive and one of the podcasts they were saying it, it was these, these movie directors and this director was saying every scene, every single scene needs to add to the storyline regardless, blah, blah, he's gone a huge rampage around that. And the next podcast I listened to, another director just as successful as him is like, we're humans. Sometimes things don't add to the story. When we take things out of the storyline that don't add to it, you know, he's like, we're taking that human element out of it. And he argued for that. And it was so funny to me because I'm like, here are two people who are both successful, both doing incredible things, both incredibly passionate. And I, I don't know anything about directing, but I was like, oh man, they're right. They are so right. And the next guy was like, oh, preach it. You are right. (laughs) It just shows that like, there is no real answer. A lot of times there isn't some clear cut path. It's again, going back to what Lane was talking about, going within and trusting that still small voice and knowing that, you know, you were put here with intention, you were created for a purpose and whatever, you know, how messy that might be, how many zigzags you might take, you're going to end up where you need to be as long as you trust and listen and, and love yourself in the process. Anyways, y'all, we just we just finished church. Y'all go to church. Uh, Robin, where can people find you, connect with you if they want to they stalk you online? That's a really good question. Um, I don't have a whole lot of an online presence yet, as we were talking about with that whole attention-seeking behavior. Uh, but I'm just Robin Strathy on Facebook. If you want to look at my cookies, <laughs> Conspicuous Confectionery Company. If you can't spell that, that's fine. I get it wrong most of the time too. If you just go to facebook.com slash standoutsweet, those are my cookies. Um, yeah, and that's where I'm at right now. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. If you have not subscribed yet, please head over to iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts and hit that subscribe button. And also, if you have a second, leave us a review. Lastly, we have a private Facebook group. If you are looking for a tribe of like-minded leaders who are unconventional in their approach, but dedicated to making an impact, head over to Facebook and type in unconventional leaders, and we will be sure to add you. You guys have a great week.